Hi everyone and welcome to Dig 10 for Torah number 884. I hope you all are well. Any questions, comments, suggestions, or sponsorships, please email me at rabbiismach at tig10fortorah.org. So, being that it's L and we're marathoning um, topics relating to the month of L, so I uh, figured the idea that we're all nervous about, that we're all anxious about, perhaps a little bit, is the idea of judgment. So let's talk about judgment. So the Pesukim we know, We know that judges are warned, we have this in Parshat Kadoshim. they're warned, you should judge with tzedek. You should not favor the, the poor or the powerful. The Pasuk says you should judge with justice and be fair-minded in your judgment. Mishnah Masechah supplies us to interpersonal, perhaps, relationships when we are judging other people. It says, in the name of Rishob and Prachia, v'havidanes kol ha'adam l'kaf schus. You're supposed to judge a person for the merit, meaning uh, you have uh, two sides with which you can interpret their behavior, you should interpret towards the positive. I'm not sure why they did what they did, or whether they did what I think they did, so I should judge towards the positive and believe that they had the best intentions, to believe it was a mistake, to believe maybe they didn't do what I thought that they were doing, and I'm the one interpreting it poorly. Now, the secret to that, perhaps, is in the word itself, and we'll get to that a little bit later. So the Gemara Shabbos says, Dav Kuf something which is particularly relevant for Elo, for Rosh Hashanah, for Yom Kippur, that if we're looking for a project, if we're looking for something to work on, perhaps this is the most appropriate thing to find. As the Gemara says, Tanur Rabbanan, Hadan Chaveru Lekaf Zchus, Danin Oso Lezchus. One who judges their friend for merit and sees the positive, they themselves will be judged for the positive. But we could use a lot of that, right? So who are we talking about? So the Shilto says, we're referring to that if you do it, you'll be judged by Shemayim. That, you know, God obviously has uh, multiple ways to analyze our behavior. And we always say that if he just gave me a few minutes, God, I'd explain. And so perhaps that explanation, understanding our side of the story, why we justify or how we justify the things that we do, perhaps will be understood and accepted if we are the type of people who do that for others. That seems to be the thrust of the Gemara. There the Gemara gives a few stories where people, where students, are overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly um, uh, gracious in how they interpret the behavior of others. And at the end, the teacher always says, Kashem shedantuni l'kavzchus, the same way you judged me for the merit, hamakom yadin eschem l'kavzchus, God should do the same for you. So that's what we hope for on our din, on our judgment. We want to do the same for others. The Svasema suggests that not only is that statement referring to that God will judge us well if we judge others well, but it also is referring to interpersonal relationships with others, where people will judge us well when they see that we give others the benefit of the doubt. We'll be able to share our interpretive style. They will look at us in the way uh, which we would prefer, which is more generous. The Gemara Shabbos says, the alternative, though, if you are choshed b'ksherim, uh, which means if you are choshed, you suspect with somebody who's kosher, somebody uh, did nothing wrong, he's totally kosher, he's uh, guiltless, and you suspect them innocently. So the Gemara speaks very strongly there. It says, ha-choshed b'ksherim lo You are going to be smitten on your guf, on your body, which usually refers to something like tsaras, some physical ailment, and uh, it's a pretty serious and, and egregious sin, it seems. Uh, so much so that, like, when we have Lashon Hara, so first there's 
a stage where it goes to your kalim, your utensils, your house, and then, and only then, does it go to the body. Here it seems it goes straight to the body, and the source the Gemara uses to learn this is Moshe Rabbeinu, where Moshe says, uh, they, the Jewish people, will not believe me. This is in his initial conversation with God. They will not believe me when I come to uh, report that I am here to save you, to, to bring you out of Mitzrayim and uh, fulfill God's mission. So, uh, you know, they won't believe me. And immediately his hand gets tsaras, as, as the Pesukim over there described. So we see from there, he thought the Jews weren't going to believe him, but of course they would believe him. What type of people do you think they are? Of course they're going to believe you. And uh, he's punished immediately for having that sentiment, that negative, cynical perspective on what they will do in the future. The Gemara in Yuma tells the famous story, I've shared this many times, uh, of uh, the Kohen Gadol when he would be sat down to be trained in the week before Yom Kippur for all of the Avoda, the service that had to be done in the Beis Hamikdash before Yom Kippur, so he needed to be informed. So they would sit him down at one point, and the Chachamim would make him make an oath because they wanted to make sure that he wasn't a Sadducee, he wasn't a Tzaduki, and he wasn't going to corrupt the Yom Kippur service. So he had to make such an oath. And the Mishnah describes how when he would leave, and they would leave, he would be crying and they would be crying. And the Mishnah says, uh, or the Gemara really elaborates on, the reason that he should be crying is because he uh, would cry because they had assumed that he had been doing wrong. They would always uh, walk out crying because um, they were worried that perhaps they had suspected somebody innocently. He had done nothing wrong. He had no, done nothing to deserve this warning, and uh, yet they warned him. So they were sort of choshe b'chsherem, and they know the severity of suspecting somebody who didn't do anything wrong of that thing. Martin Brachos talks about the famous story of Chana. We learn all these halachos from Chana and how she davened for her son who would be born, which was ultimately Shmuel Hanavi. But while she is davening, Eli accuses her famously of being drunk. She responds, no, I am not drunk. She has to justify herself. And finally, when she leaves, Eli gives her a bracha. The Gemara says, Vayan Eli shalom. And so Rabbi Lezer says, on that story, You have to appease the person. You have to come back to a baseline in your relationship. You have really aggrieved the person by accusing them of having done something they did not do. you got to give the person a bracha. Now, this is fascinating. Give the person a bracha. You suspected the person innocently. You said, hey, uh, what did you do with my keys? Or what did you, uh, how could you do that? And then, you know, very often we realize uh, in that moment that it was really us the entire time. And of course, we back down from whatever criticism we were just uh, offering uh, to that other person. And interestingly, in order to resolve the situation, we actually have to bless the person, which is fascinating. What's this? All about. So the uh, Rav Dessler explains that the idea over here behind Chosh Bechsherim in general being done lekavschus is that when we are via when we look at others like we want to be treated, when we treat others like uh, we expect from uh, from other people uh, in their behavior towards us, we always want the benefit of the doubt. Right? We, when we're driving fast, we're in a rush, we don't want somebody to, to criticize us for having uh, you know, passed them by, cut them off. Obviously, we didn't do it intentionally. We were just in a rush. I mean, it's not a big deal, right? But when somebody else does that to us, do we ever think the same generous thoughts about them? So he says the core of it is And if we find ourselves being critical 
and being cynical about another person's behavior, he says it's not because we're so smart. It's simply because we are missing in that ahava. We are lacking that ahava, that love towards other people. We do not have that generous spirit. A method for having this generous spirit, a method for not uh, being the types of people who really automatically suspect the worst of everybody is, as the Mishnah says, Havidan es kol ha'adam l'kavzchos. It could have or should have said, Havidan es ha'adam l'kavzchos. One should, one should judge a person to, uh, towards merit. But rather it says, as kol ha'adam. You need to judge the entirety of the person. Not only should we judge the action as we perceive it, but we should be judging the fuller context. Who is this person? What is going on? What is going on in that moment? What, what are the person's experiences that day? Are they under stress? Is there something going on in their life that perhaps affected their behavior? Is there something going on in our life which perhaps affects how we cynically look at their behavior when we should otherwise be more generous? The Gemara says in Moed Katan Dafid Chesam Beis Tashma Am Rabbi Yosi. It's related to uh, to an interesting um, interesting statement that's made over there about when people are accused. It says Am Rabbi Yosi. Am Rabbi Yosi. Excuse me. Yehechelki in me shechoshdinos abedavar veinbo. I want to be amongst the people who are suspected but are actually innocent. I want to be one of those people who are suspected or accused but are innocent. Now, nowadays, there's a lot of accusations out there, and nobody really wants to have to undergo that because those accusations never go away. So what does he mean? So the Miri explains it's because a person who really is, is guiltless and is accused anyway, it's obviously a, a severe type of punishment. And Rabbi Yossi was of the level that he welcomed that type of atonement, that type of punishment, which would act as an atonement. But we see how serious it is to be on the receiving end of an accusation. And so when the Gemara says, you have to bless the person, clearly it's midah k'neged midah. If you are unable to love that person enough to give them the benefit of the doubt, to try to understand their context, why they're doing what they're doing, so the kapara, the atonement for you, the way to overcome that behavior is by blessing the person, by seeing and hoping for the best for them, for their lives, and so that the things that you thought they did badly, you blessed to them, that they will have, receive, and benefit from in the future. Have a great day.